bright and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 28. I'm Jack, and joining me today, making his first appearance, is Sam. Hello. For Sam, little brother Sam. Yeah, this is a family podcast again today. Happy we'll go to here. Very good to have you on, mate. Um, we'll go straight into the, the show today with the traditional first, um, first time appearance question. So, we always start with, what was your first ever Tottenham game? So, can you remember, can you actually remember your first game? I can't remember anything of it, to be honest, but I do know we were playing Middlesbrough at home. We ended up losing 3-0 on the day, which was a... Uh, what a way to start. Yep, brilliant result. Um, you, do, you don't remember much about the game? No, nothing at all, to be honest. Um, Dad said I might have uh, even fell asleep at one point. Yeah, it was well, I, don't, I don't remember. So it was actually um, Saturday, September the 28th, 2002. That's the one. And it was Tottenham nil Middlesbrough 3, and uh, Macaroni scored for Middlesbrough. Brilliant. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, what a way to start that must have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was your first ever game. Yes, it um, was. And your favourite ever game? Has to be the Madrid home game this season. It was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. The atmosphere, the way we played... Just everything about it was was amazing. Yeah, I mean that Madrid night. Looking back at what that was like, it was. I mean, we were beating them three 0 at one point. Like we we absolutely tore them apart. It wasn't even like yeah, one of them close. games where you just win three one. We we hammered them. Yeah, absolutely hammered them. And the atmosphere as well that night was yeah, pretty it was electric. Crazy. It was crazy. Um, any other games as well that that spring to mind? Were there any close, yeah, close contenders? It was a really close second. It was the Inter Milan home game the first yeah. year we were in the Champions League. It was just because because we were new to the competition. We didn't have the best team and they were the champions at that point. They'd won the treble the year before. And again, it was much like the Madrid game. We absolutely will bail single-handedly. Absolutely destroyed them. It was... That was the taxi for Mycon. Yeah, game. that was a special night. What the was lane. the atmosphere of the lane like that night? It was it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was the best I've ever seen mm. at the lane. It was just one of them special nights. One of them really special nights. It was great. Yeah. Um, your favourite ever Tottenham goal? Well, it has to be um Paul Robinson against Watford. Yeah. That was a uh, talk us through that goal. It well, we got a free kick, didn't we? Just just outside our own penalty area. Um, it was quite a windy day and Robbo's absolutely belted it and it's kind of the wind's caught it and I think it was Ben Foster in goal it was ben and Foster. I, don't know what, I don't know what happened but he just didn't really judge the bounce and it's bounced and he's come for it and yeah completely misjudged it's bounced over him and gone in and I don't even think Robinson could believe no. that he'd scored it was just yeah, I had to go that one. It was just the freak goal that I'll never see. I'll never see what? something like that that's, again. That's it. Like the, there's people that have been going to football for sort of 40, 50 years and have never seen a goalie score because yeah. it doesn't happen very often. And to sort of say you, you were there when it happened yeah, it was, was, a, was pretty cool. And who's your favourite ever Tottenham player and why? Oh, it has to be uh, Michael Dawson. Dawson? Yeah, I absolutely love watching Dawson. Um, purely because he, he wasn't the greatest... Player, yeah, he wasn't the greatest player, but he was a hundred percent committed to the team. He was Spurs through and through, and he was a proper old-fashioned centre half, no nonsense centre half. Yeah. And I absolutely love that about him. 
So yeah, it has, has to be Dawson. Dawson. And any Dawson. any other players as well from over the... Not you, you've been going for, what, about 15 years to yeah. football. So are there any other players in that time? Jermaine Genius was one of them. Yeah. He, he was, uh, again, much like Dawson, he wasn't, he wasn't the greatest, he wasn't a bad player, but he was just Spurs yeah. through and through. And even now, um, he's by far my favourite pundit because yeah. he seems like he's the only one that sticks up for us on yeah. the telly, which is, yeah. which is great. But yeah, Genius, Genius was a close second. Yeah. Sure. And have you got a, a player that's like the best player you've seen? So are they your favourites? Is there a player that you're like, wow, that guy was just so good? Oh, Ledley King. Ledley. Ledley King. He's my favourite. Because we, we talk about the centre-halves that we have now that are unbelievable, but there was just something about him. We were talking about the other day. When when you read the team sheets and see that he was playing, mm. you just all of a sudden get a massive lift mm. and this belief. I, I don't know what it was about him. He was just unbelievable. He used to make the game look so easy as well, Ledley. It was just like... Yeah. It was like he was... He was just a couple of seconds ahead of everybody else, and he never seemed—he never seemed to make a tackle. No, he was just so quick, and he could read the game so well. Just interceptions. Yeah, he—he was—he was. I don't think I'll see a centre half better than him. No, we all have read that described him as a freak. Yeah, he was. He <laughs> was a freak. <laughs> he was, and it, it's just crazy what where he could have been mm. if he had no injuries in his career. Yeah, I mean, him in the modern day as well, he would be absolutely incredible centre-back yeah. in yeah. the modern day. But he was a, such a magnificent player and captain and he's an ambassador for the club now. And he's, everything about Spurs, I think, is Ledley King. Yeah. He was, he's an absolutely incredible player. Yeah, he was. And, and any others, any, any uh, like I said, be, the best players you've seen, any attack-minded players maybe that you just think that, that guy was just so good. Well, Bale obviously Bale. his last season he it was unbelievable the things he was doing. I remember for his last few games he seemed to score the same goal mm. over and over and over again. And teams would set up with three players on their left hand side to stop it, but it was just nothing you could do when you mm. come inside. Because we were talking before before we started recording about the goals against Southampton Sunderland yeah. and that, that they're up there for you so they're some of the best goals you've yeah, seen. Yeah, especially the um, Sunderland one because he was so far out. I don't think people realised how far out he was and there was two men on him when he was on the right-hand side and he, I don't know how he was able to get so much space but it was one touch and as soon as he hit it, it was always going in. I mean, we were behind the ball for that Southampton yeah. goal and I thought it was going to take my head off if he hit that ball so hard yeah he was uh, another one that was an incredible player yeah. and then I wanted to do with you as well your 1 to 11 of Tottenham players that you've yes. seen live so again if they don't necessarily have to be the best players but just players that you either have a soft spot for or just used to really enjoy watching so we'll, we'll, we'll go for it so what formation are you playing first I've just kept it simple I've gone with 4-4-2 4-4-2 okay so let's start with the goalkeeper who have you got in goal I went for Paul Robinson Robbo because yeah, I just loved him growing up. I mean, Loris is an unbelievable goalkeeper, but there was something about Robbo that was just likeable from all, all the fans. He was England's number one as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was a great keeper. He was a great I keeper. I think him in the modern day as well, he'd be fantastic just because of his, his kicking was yeah, absolutely... Yeah, kick was unbelievable, He used wasn't to get it? assists in games where he'd pick Aaron Lennon out. Yeah. And Aaron Lennon would go through on goal and you'd think, wow. He was, he was brilliant. So that's Robbo. So the back four. So let's start with the right back. I've gone with um, Kieran Trippier, actually. Oh, okay. um, the full-backs we've got at the moment, I, I really like him, him and Davis purely because we signed them as backup players mm. and they knew they were signed as backup players. And 
they've worked hard for a few seasons, played really well and kind of forced their way into the first team. Obviously, I know Walker was sold, but yeah, I went for trips purely for his work rate. Yeah. He's an unbelievable player. And then really. your left back you mentioned there. Yeah, Ben Davis. I think he's, when he signed for the club, he was he was okay. But I feel like he's become one of the one of the best left backs in the Prem at the moment. And he's also hard as nails, which I like. He yeah. doesn't back out of any tackles at all. Are you, just deviating from your team quickly, are you Davis or Rose? Oh, it's, it's difficult because I don't think we should sell Rose. Mm. I think Rose is, is a brilliant player. He's unbelievable last season. But it's difficult for him to get a run of games because Davis is playing so well at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not getting a sniff in the team at all. I think that's fair. And your two centre-halves? I've gone with King and Dawson. That King was my... Dawson, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a great combination. It was my favourite partnership growing up. That was They were they were great at the back. I really, really liked watching them play. They really complemented each other as well as centre-halves because you have yeah. one player that wanted to go and attack absolutely everything and one yeah. that wanted to sweep and mop up and get the team playing. That was yeah. a fantastic duo. No, it was. It was a brilliant, brilliant duo. And then if we move on to the midfield then, so on your right-hand side of midfield? I've gone with Raphael van der Vaart. That's the correct answer. Uh, he's, he, he was just complete and utter class. Sexy footballer. To, yeah, when yeah. he used to play. And also, big game player. Massive big game player. Loved the North London derby. He had a great scoring record against Arsenal. Really, really strong. And I just like that he, he was not fit at all for his whole career at Spurs. But he didn't need to be. Because technically, he was just so much better than everyone else. Yeah, And I, I always think there's something about players, attacking players, that... I love watching the ones that are not quick. Yeah. I used to love watching Teddy Sheridan play because he had no pace. But yeah. he was always unmarked. He was always running in behind. And you just think, he's not quick at all. But yeah, he's, he's always smart, got so much room. Smart footballer. Yeah. Kind of art. Excellent play. And then on, on, the other, on the other side, the left-hand side of midfield? I've had to go with Bale. I've had to go yeah. with Bale. Just, just because of what he did in his yeah. last season for us. And he was... It, Again, similar to the full-backs, he, he come to the club and was shocking. He had, a, he had a rubbish record when he first joined, but I don't know what happened to him, but he was, yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Phenomenal player. And then your central midfielders, start, give us the first one. I've gone with Luka Modric. Luka Modric. How good was Luka Modric? <sighs> he, was, he, was, he was the best in the league when he was with us, no doubt. No doubt, there's no competition, and I still think today he's the best. He's the best centre mid in the world, definitely. Really, definitely. Yeah. I he, think that's fair. It took him a bit of time though when he joined the team, but because um, he was sort of playing off the left, and then yeah. he went to number ten, and we couldn't quite fit him in anywhere. Yeah, and he kind of found his feet. Like you said, it took him some time, but he was yeah, he was a little magician. Yeah, was a fantastic footballer. And then his midfield partner, uh, Musa Dembele. He's, Dembele. He's just an absolute freak of nature. Yeah. That guy, I don't know how he does it, and it always makes me laugh when I see him play on the telly because you always get the opposing midfield try and press him. Yeah. you're not get you're not going to get. What the thing him. is like? What do you do against Dembele? Like, how do you stop him? Because there's a, been a lot of speculation about him this season. It's like, oh, he's not been playing too well, and I agree with that. I did. I don't actually think he's had a fantastic season, but then all of a sudden, the last six weeks, yeah. it's like he's done loads of steroids, and he's just <laughs> gone mad and. Like Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, and Juventus have had no answer for him. You can't. It's 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 crazy when he's when he's on his game. He said in an interview. He said it was consistency with him because at the start of the season, he wasn't really 
getting that much game time and yeah. he's got a run of games under his belt and he's just unplayable. He's yeah. unplay you can't I don't know what as another as the opposing midfielder, I don't know what you can do. Mm-hmm. Because he has got it all. If you go tight he'll bully you. If you sit off him he'll pass it. If you press him he'll dance around you. Well exactly. And it's not like he's come up against average midfielders recently. He's come up against Paul Pogba. I mean the event as midfields so experienced, you got and Kadira, yeah, exactly. And schooling them, it's 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 unbelievable. It's it's crazy that he's not getting as much recognition as he should because mm. he's a class player. I know Pochettino said that he puts Dembele in the genius category of players that he's come yeah. across. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on the pod that he puts him up there with Ronaldinho and yeah. Maradona and JJ Cotter as players that are just geniuses. I think the only thing that works against him, and it's unfair because I don't think he's in the team too, he doesn't really get that many goals or assists. No. But I think you have to be, if you're not a Spurs fan, I don't think you'll appreciate him as mm. much because you have to watch him for an entire game to see how he completely controls an entire midfield. We always miss him when he's not there Definitely. as well, which is a compliment. And then you've gone with two strikers, so who's yes. the first one? I've gone with Harry Kane. Yeah. Obviously, like it's it was difficult. Is he the best striker you've you've seen at Spurs, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I don't think I'll see one better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant that um I've been lucky enough to watch him because I mean me and you were under the same Opinion when he first came on, we thought he was shocking. Yeah, you were like, "What's this guy all about?" He looks overweight. He looks slow. Oh, like, yeah. I don't really know, but full credit to Harry. And then his strike partner, I've gone with Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane. He was um, growing up. He he was. I really like watching him play. Again, he wasn't particularly quick or strong. He he was just really clever. Yeah. With the ball, and again, much like Dawson, he was just. He loved playing for Spurs. Yeah. And he was fully committed, and that that's, I think, the most important thing yeah. with players. I've got a soft spot for Robbie Kane, and he was another one, like you said, about his lack of pace. Yeah, he was always in behind. Yeah, he'd always have an extra yard. He's always clean through, and you're thinking, how's he done that? He's yeah. as slow as anything. But fantastic. But that's a great team. That's a really, yeah, really good bad. team. It's quite attacking. It's going to leak goals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It'd probably be in a relegation dogfight. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's a, there's some fantastic players in there. So that's great. So that's, that's Sam's 1 to 11. Um, now, the only question for the show, which I put out um, on social media earlier, was what is the best or worst own goal that you've ever seen? Right. Um, now, I was talking to Jason from The Last Word on Spurs last week on Twitter, yeah. and we were just chatting about own goals, and it teed us up for the open question for this. So, as I said, I put it out earlier. I've had some brilliant responses. So, I've had um, on Reddit, um, Zed Stanner, <laughs> that's his <laughs> strong name, uh, Gareth Bale against Liverpool. Now, I, when I read this, couldn't remember this own goal no. at all. But it's a Liverpool corner, and the ball gets swung in, and it gets flicked on, and it's going into the far corner. And I think it's Aaron Lennon on the line, clears the ball, but he volleys it straight into Bale's face. <laughs> it's Bale in the face, and then goes into the back of the net. It's an extraordinary own goal. You'd be so angry at Lennon if you were Bale, yeah. wouldn't you? You'd be so angry. I also imagine that he got a lot of stick in the dressing room, because we went on to win that game. I yeah, he got a lot of stick in the dressing room yeah, after that. Um, also, um, on Reddit, it's not a Spurs own goal, but it's Vincent Company against Fulham. I don't know if anybody remembers it. It's oh. a Craven Cottage quite a few years ago, and Fulham are attacking down their right-hand side, and they play a low crossing, and Company go, Company's facing his own goal, and he goes to clear it with his left foot, slices it, and it just lobs over the keeper oh. and goes in the far corner. It's incredibly unlucky. Um, G Phillips 5, also on Reddit, uh, he's, he's wrote in with two, actually. Uh, Virginie, 
for Sunderland against Southampton, which is he actually half volleys it from the edge of the box into the top corner. It's one of the most... I'll try and share the links. It's one of the most extraordinary angles. But basically, the ball comes into him. It's on the half volley. He's got no pressure. No, he just volleys into the top corner. (laughs) It's strange defending. And and the other one that he wrote him with, with is Roy Carroll... Uh, against Spurs, but he never counted. Was the Pedro Mendes oh, yeah, and Carroll shoulders it, and it goes about a mile over the line. How that not got given? I don't know. Uh, and good friend of the show, Carl Woodbridge, yep. was actually there for that. I think Rebecca was there for that as well. well I would just imagine them doing their. He would have been fuming with um, Milk underscore Busters again on Reddit. Um, <laughs> Harry Kane against Swansea, which was a couple of seasons ago at the Liberty. I was me and ASD were actually there for that. Um, and it was a corner, Kane was doing the, the front post, um, and he gets fizzed in and he just sliced, he sliced it, it didn't he? into yeah. his own net. But, it's um, so unlucky, because there's not a lot you can do in that situation, is but there? But the reason that one was nominated was because the Swansea fans started singing Harry Kane, he scores when he wants, <laughs> which was quite funny. Um, Geet Fanks Dad on Reddit, and a brilliant name, said Phil Jones against Spurs yeah, from the other week. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it, and I thought there's... That was an unbelievable finish. And the more you watch the replay, I don't know how he got it in from such a tight angle with his right foot. His foot's really weirdly shaped as well as he hits it. Um, yeah. Uh, Linda Rockwell on Facebook said she used to love Jamie Carragher's own goals for us. Uh, I think that he scored seven in all. And he did really? an incredible goal. Own goal scoring record against Tottenham. It was so strange how that happens. Really, isn't it? really weird. Um, Mark Walsh on Facebook, with probably the best own goal that there's ever been, is Tony P- Popovic for Crystal Palace. Oh, is this one where he flicks it with the back of his leg? Back heel flick. This is unbelievable. Top corner postage stamp. So give that a Google or search out on YouTube, I should yeah, say, if brilliant. you've never seen it, because that is an absolutely extraordinary own goal. And everybody just looks around in bemusement thinking, you've just done a back heel flick volley yeah. into the top <laughs> corner. It's an incredible finish. Um, but unfortunately it's in the wrong end of the pitch so that's our best and worst own goals I couldn't, I couldn't think of any more outside of that not extreme ones anyway no no I struggled to be fair yeah, there's some really there's some really good ones in there we've got um, a review of the Crystal Palace game yes. that I want to talk about which was yesterday so Sunday going into that we knew it was going to be a tough game yeah. um, Hodgson to his, love him or hate him he's done a fantastic job at Palace yeah, going he has. in there he has. and he's really got them out of trouble I mean, they're not out of it, but they're outside the relegation zone. Yeah, I believe he's done really moment. well. He's done, he's, he's done a fantastic job. Um, the team team news came in, and there was no Alderweireld, no Vertonghen. I know, it was surprising. Um, and Vertonghen was the one we were a little bit all... Because he's been phenomenal this season. Yeah, he's been Vertonghen. the best player this season. Uh, and that meant Dyer dropping into centre-half with Sanchez, and then Wanyama and Dembele centre-midfield. But even with that... We were still confident that we'd go on definitely, and get the result. Definitely. But it was quite a tough game for us. I mean, what was your assessment, especially like the first hour? What was you thinking? It's difficult because, like you said, credit to Hodgson. Palace set up as you would expect, but it is very difficult to break them teams down yeah. when it's so compact. Um, I thought we did all right. We had a couple, to be fair, I don't want to slag him off because he's unbelievable, but Harry Kane had a couple of... Golden chances. Absolutely. I can't moan at him because he won the game for yeah. us, but um, it it was good from us because we kept plugging away. We kept plugging away and it was it was a different type of performance that I haven't seen in a yeah. little while. Those are the games that big clubs win. Yeah. And it was really good to see. It was really yeah. good to see. I wanted to talk about Serge Aurier for a couple <laughs> of reasons. Um not all negative. Um 
He broke a Premier League record. Did he? In the game. Three foul throws in a game. It's never been done in the Premier League before. It's quite an extraordinary thing yeah. to have achieved. And I mean, I play at Saturday League level and there's foul throws every game, but to see it in the Premier League yeah, it was, and see it three times by the same player, it was, it was it's laughable. Yeah, he's got to be practising this week. Yeah, well, Pochettino said that in his press conference. Did he? He was a bit tongue-in-cheek after the game and he was saying, oh, he'll be on the training ground practising throws before I let him leave, which is quite funny. But he had a fantastic chance as well in the game. I, it was, I felt bad for him because it was just unlucky. It was just mm. really unlucky. The ball just took a bad bounce and there's not a lot you could really do about it. Yeah, and then you're going into the last sort of two, three minutes of the game and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be a frustrating nil-nil, especially yeah. with Chelsea United playing each other. They're going to take points off each yeah. other. Um, but Kane pops up with a header. It was a lovely ball in from Ericsson from the corner, and what, what a header! It was it was quality, and it was it was good from Ericsson because normally we we're used to seeing kind of a front post corner, yeah. with either Dyer or Toby attacking it, and he'd done a couple of more deep crosses in the first half, and I was kind of thinking, what's that all about? Mm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, right, that's the reason because he was looking for Kane. But yeah, a great, a really good header. Really so good strong. Header. He's got a couple, two big centre halves around him, and he just moves them out of the way. Heads the ball back across the face of goal. That's why he's the best. That's why he's the best. Fantastic. And that's 150 career goals now for Kane already, which is it's a remarkable achievement and, and fantastic. And we get keep the clean sheet as well again, which is good. Yeah, it's important. It is important. Credit to. Dyer, I think, in that game, for having to come out of position and play at centre-half with Sanchez, I thought they both did really well. And we know Dyer doesn't particularly enjoy playing centre-half no, as well either. No, he doesn't, but he, he, he did a job, and I think it was almost, I think it was fair, because I thought, Wanyama's come on in a few games and put in some good performances, I mean, he deserved to start from the Liverpool goal yeah. all on its own, so it was, it was nice for him to get a bit of game time under his belt as well. Yeah, but a fantastic victory in a tough London derby. Yeah. And like I said, with other clubs taking points off each other, it's a really key weekend yeah, for us. It's really and important. honestly, you don't want to have four amazing results against United after Liverpool and Juve and then not beat Palace. Exactly. So what's the point of doing all that hard work? So it was, I was really happy we managed to dig the win out. So yeah. onwards and upwards in the league. And we've got two games this week, so we're playing Rochdale yes. uh, in the replay on Wednesday, and then we've got Huddersfield at home on Saturday. So let's talk about the Rochdale game first. Um, the first match was, was difficult. Again, it was a tough game it for was, us. It was. I, I, was a little bit, I was a little bit frustrated because it was exact, they approached the game exactly the same as Newport did, and I kind of thought we would have wised up to it a little yeah. bit. But credit to Rochdale, they played really well, and I, I think they did deserve... They didn't deserve to lose that game by any means. Yeah, it was probably fair. I mean, would you rotate and the fringe players would play for you Wednesday night? I'd rotate a little bit, but I I I prefer starting with a strong team, getting goals in front, and then bringing your key players off because what we have to realise is Man City have been knocked out of the FA Cup. It's only really Chelsea and United that the big clubs left and. This is a golden opportunity to win the FA Cup. Yeah, and I agree. We've got to take it seriously, very yeah. seriously. I agree. What's your prediction then for the Rochdale game? I think we'll win, win by a couple of goals. I think it will be difficult, but um, I think once, it, like the Newport game, once we get the first, I think it it will be comfortable. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to deal with the big pitch. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to deal with that at all. No. So just getting, getting in front. Yeah, that's the main thing. Up. And just... just 
simple, easy defending, nothing stupid. Don't give them anything to get excited yeah. about. Yeah, and then we follow that up with Huddersfield at home on Saturday at Wembley. Yes, um, we beat them four 0 in the reverse fixture. Kane scored a hat trick, <laughs> and Sissoko scored as well in that game. We murdered them at the start of the I season. I felt a bit sorry for them because we. Th- I don't think there was anything. There was nothing they could do in that first half. We just tore them apart. But um, they're not pushovers, Huddersfield. By any means, they're they're an okay team. So it won't it won't be easy. They've pulled out some really surprising big results. Yeah. Not away from home yet, but they have. They beat Man United yeah. and they put in the odd performance, and it makes you go, "Oh, yeah. where's that come from?" And these these are the games to me that's the, the most important because they're the games that we shouldn't slip up in. Yeah. And we have to go out with the intentions of absolutely tearing them apart, scoring loads of goals and almost sending a message to the other teams that are going for top four. I think as well that I believe it's Man City, Chelsea next week. So again, that's two teams that are going to take points off each other. Chelsea can drop some more points, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, because we we can continue. And Arsenal have got City Thursday night this week. Again, there's... You're going to expect them... I'll, I'd be shocked if Arsenal beat City. Yeah. They might get a draw in the league. You they don't might know. Do. Um, Bless them. Yeah. Uh, I want to give an update on the Spurs ladies as well. Yes. So, for anybody that hasn't listened, uh, it's two podcasts ago now, I spoke to Josie Green, Wendy Martin and Sarah Wilkshire over at Hotspur Way um, just before their league game against Watford. Yes. Um, and they had the game last, it was last Thursday at Chesham, uh, and they absolutely destroyed Watford, Brilliant. beating them 6 0. And uh, Sarah Wiltshire actually scored a hat trick, so it must have been a good luck charm for her yeah, being on Echoes of Glory. Definitely. Um, she scored a hat trick that it was a brace from Bianca Baptiste and then a goal from Lucia Leon uh, to secure the route. And 6 0 was a, that's a great win. Impressive scoreline. Really, really impressive, and that's pushed Spurs up into that mid-table as well. Yeah, they should, they should really have a lot of confidence going up a league and kind of not having any real worries. I think it's really yeah. good. They've Fantastic. done really well this It's season. a bit of a weird season for the girls because there's no promotion, no relegation. Yeah. So it's like, as the girls said the other week, it's just about becoming more more of a solid side and yeah. just getting used to that level of football, the new signings bedding in. Um, what a fantastic night, though. And, it, and again, if... if Anybody is sort of in the local Chesnut area and wants to go down and watch the Spurs girls play. It's a fantastic day yeah, because definitely. you're right on top of the pitch. The players will come over and you can speak to them, have photos, autographs, yeah. and all that after the match. So it's a really, really good experience down there, especially if you've got young kids as well. Match day tickets are sort of sort of a fiver. Yeah, I don't think they're that somewhere. It's a very good standard as well. That yeah, it's it's kind of overlooked, but the women's football is very, very good standard. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, and they're they're definitely tougher than the most of the men as well. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I I, I said this to them when I first went down and watched the first game. I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but yeah. after about a minute, there was challenges, flying elbows, yeah, and you're like, God, this is a proper aggressive game of football. Yeah, exactly everything that we love. So well done to the girls. Yeah, well and done. hopefully they can keep that up over the uh, the coming months, the rest of the season. We'll move on now to. One of my favourite parts of the show, which is the Simon Mitchell appearance quiz. It's a Calcutta Cup special this week, so it's Scotland against England. Okay. Okay, so I'll give you two names. One Scot, one Englishman, just tell me who's made more appearances. Yeah. Okay, and as usual, there's not many in it, so it's a bit of guesswork. See how it goes. So the first one, Richard Goff or Scott Parker? God, that's tough. Parker wasn't... With us for ages. No. 
It's kind of. I'm gonna go with Goff. Here's Richard Goff, 65. Scott Parker, 63. This is a good start. Uh, Dave Mackay. Okay. Or David Howes. God. Um, again, there's there's only 17 in it. Both of these players have got over 300. So. I'm gonna go with. David Howes. Dave, David Howes. Dave Mackay. David Howes, three three five to three one eight. Again, there's there's not a lot in it. That's oh, a lot of appearances, um, isn't that? Gordon Jury or Peter Crouch. It's difficult with Crouchy because he actually was around for a few seasons. A few seasons. A few seasons. Few seasons it was him and Devan de Vaart partnership. Yeah, so he did play quite the a Dawson few games. Dawson Dyke and all the Crouch knockdown. Yeah, it was unplayable. Um, I'm gonna go with Crouchy. Correct. Ninety three yeah. to seventy eight. Says two from three. Uh, Steve Archibald or Paul Stewart? There's only eight in this one as well, so it's tough. I'm going to go with Paul Stewart. Steve Archibald, oh. 189 to Paul Stewart's 181. Oh. And then finally, so that's two from four, finally, Alan Hutton yeah. or Harry Winks? See, Hutton, Hutton had a really good start to his Spurs career and played quite a few games um, Harry it's difficult because you'd immediately go with Hutton wouldn't you because you wouldn't think Winks has scored has mm. played that many games um, I'm going to go with Alan Hutton it's correct oh, okay. 66 to 60 so 3 out of 5 that's not, that's not bad. bad it's not bad, not not bad. bad. thanks to Simon Mitchell as always for sending that in that's Definitely. one of my favourite features man. of the podcast that um yeah. Any more? Anything else that you want to talk about? Or have we reached the end, really? Yeah. We, oh, no. Actually, we haven't. There's, I had a question come in on the Facebook page oh, right. um, from JJ Festino. Okay. It's written in. It said, question for the pod. In a recent interview, Carl Walker took a dig out on Tottenham saying, it's no good having a career and not winning anything. Do we have to win a trophy this season to keep hold of some of our top players? In my opinion, we have to win a trophy because we haven't won anything since losing players like Berbatov, Modric, Bale, now Walker. These players all won trophies with the next club they signed for after leaving Spurs. Anyway, love the podcast, Coyce. So thanks, JJ, for yeah, writing that. So what do you think? Do we, do we need to win something to keep hold of our top players? It's difficult. I think we, we do need to win something this season. I don't think... If, if we don't win something, I don't think that automatically means that all the players are going to go. But, like I said before with the FA Cup, I don't think, I haven't been watching football for that one, but I don't think we've had a better opportunity in a long time yeah. to win win a trophy. And I, he's right what he says, it will just cement the players into their contracts. And, yeah, I agree with him. I think we do have to win a trophy this season. I think we do as well. I don't think it has to be this season, but I think if we don't win it this year, then it has to be next year. Yeah. Um, and it has to be a... The League Cup would be great, but I think it needs to be an FA Cup, a Champions League, a Premier League. I think it's got to be a real yeah, big trophy. Champions League. But, yeah. We'll see what happens anyway. Uh, and that's the end of the show. So thanks for coming on. First episode. First, show. First yeah, of many, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can stop sweating now. I'm yeah, I'm all right. Relax yeah, yeah. Relax yourself now. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Remember, whatever happens, the future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs.
Gaz's top free kick at Wembley Aussie's knees have gone all trembly And the Tim requires assembly Danny Montower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Yo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini, Kudachini Freddie Canute Gary Mavitt in Chilin Sergi Renbrough for the win Run for me, Nick on me 4-3 Stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here, there, everywhere Pat Jennings, luscious hair Super Vertonghen Avliachenko number nine Naeem from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels The legend Steve Perryman, MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatty I'm playing at White Hart Lane, Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave Scott me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Clattenburg doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy and to equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovic Co-Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar David, Dreadlocks, Palacios, Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick, Dave Mackay picking fights, European Glory Knights, Terry Dyson go on my son, Cliff Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, Legendary Lily White, How dare I forget who there is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White Hart Lane. Toda, bet this free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Liam Walker's page to go. Gus Poirier, free kick.
club. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the cookies, and he really loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in Dr. Nola undressed. Boring won't give up the fight. Wolfhawks never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot, AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, eight foot tall, Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decision Raman Vega playing Sega, Sandra's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are main If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Hanson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, it's the ball did the trick He showed the world what's for us to do The Leading Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I get to white hot lane To win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim playing high Then our football story will echo with glory